0: The Open Nesters podcast is a weekly podcast that explores new ways of living as our kids leave the nest. Now in season three, the podcast topics go deeper and wider in interviews with individuals, couples, and experts in areas ranging from relationships and families to adventure, spirituality, and sexuality.
1: This week on the Open Nesters podcast with Mel, the podcaster, and Mary Jane from Glorious Broads.
2: social media wanders, I found these two women and they're getting really powerful in their TikTok role modeling. So you are in for a treat.
1: Uh, Mel the Podcaster and Mary Jane from, what do you say? Glorious, glorious Broads. broads. Mm. We are
2: Glorious Broads.
1: Let's hear it from the two mission-driven women.
2: Welcome to the Open Nesters Podcast. Mary Jane Faye from Glorious Broads and Mel the Podcaster and wait from
0: uh, past level
2: past, 50 past level 50 for some reason I yes. want to say beyond level 50 past level 50 it's a podcast past. and I've been like you guys don't know each other you gals no but I decided to kind of reach out to these amazing women that are doing such wonderful and wild and interesting things actually a blog I'm just looking right now at one of Mary Jane's blogs where she talks about aging is an eye aging is eye-opening and it is liberating. And you learn to give a fuck about the things worth giving a fuck about. And that edit out edits out a lot. (laughs) Just those few lines of like, and then I listened to Mel about the imperfection of trying things at this age and on one of her podcasts. And I thought, you know, there is just so much here for us to collaborate on as women, to just be vulnerable and out there about what we're doing, what we're trying to do, what we're doing, what we're making a mess of, but still just, just really just not even, I don't even like to say fighting. Fighting is a very male word, but we are rising and we are, you know, kind of flowing with it and mm. we are proud of how we are showing up and we are opening to other women showing up in their best way with all the mess. So yes. that's liberating,
3: right? Yes. It is. yes, 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 yes. There's so, less to fear as there's less time ahead, right?
2: <laughs> less to fear as there's less time ahead. And so Mary Jane, I'll let you start with kind of giving a little bit of an orientation of just a few minutes of summary of where you are at this stage of your life, um, a little bit about yourself and, you know, what you're excited about, why you're here right now. Okay.
3: Okay. Well, uh, Mary Jane Fahey and uh, I have been the founder of Glorious Broads, which is becoming a kind of multi-platform. But I spent most of my years um, as a Uh, designer, creative director in the publishing field. And I would uh, travel a lot, work globally, and it was a really fun field until it wasn't. And uh, that is because obviously the print field died. But all during that time, I thought, I think I can write, but put it off, put it off. So when I hit, I must say it was like 62, I walked away from my design field. Uh, I do continue to create creatively direct. And I started writing. And I was really good at it. And that was such a, um, a push toward this new life. Um, somewhere along the line, my grandmother had passed away. I read an obituary about this fierce, badass woman that I wanted my mother and and grandmother to be. But they weren't. They were all about the children. And I just decided I wanted to focus on broads like this and to bring them to other young and 40-year-olds and 60-year-olds' eyes and think, look, there is nothing to be afraid of. This is what your life can be. I'm very drawn to unconventional un- unconventional women. This is what your sex life can be active. This particular obituary I saw was for a woman who became a lesbian at like 70. It So that is what my life is about. Really opening up lives post 60, not closing them. And that's what my life has become.
2: Thank you. And now you have, I think, do you have pets at home? What did you tell me on the phone? Are you a, are you a, a mom of, of some kind of cats or dogs or is that Mel? Not me. Okay. Then Mel.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I have three dogs. <laughs> Whoa. Okay.
2: So, so give us your, and you also raised children. So you're an open nester officially in what we kind of term this stage of life. So go yes. on, give us a little bit of your, uh, your catch us up.
0: I retired from being an educator in, here in Texas for 28 years. And I don't know, the last two years I had plans. I wanted to, you know, really get my, um, my blog into a podcast. And then, and then TikTok came on. So I left teaching thinking I didn't want to teach anyone anything anymore. I was done. And uh, what ended up happening is I became a learner myself. And I learned from women out there. I learned from the badass women that I was watching on TikTok, on Instagram. But then I realized I was also teaching because from what I, you know, the best thing is when you learn something, you end up teaching it by just being it. I grew up with really, really strong women in a neighborhood, in a small South Texas town. And these women were, you know, stay-at-home moms or taking care of the family or working. There were all types of women, all different ages. But when the women got older, they would sit on the porch, but no one was visiting no one was doing anything but they had all this knowledge to share and what i realize now i'm that old lady but it's not a porch anymore well i guess it could be a porch but now it's like i'm here and i feel like the audience might be able to listen and actually learn something
2: Mm. you you're a teacher and you're all mom So you've probably learned from your now adult kids, I I would assume, because it becomes reciprocal when we are able to open ourselves to all the messages that are out there. And obviously, both of you with social media are out there.
0: So how old are your kids, Mel? Uh, 26 and about 24. My son is the oldest and um, he's he's um, he's at that age right now. It's like um, the young men at this time are a little late blooming. And I feel um, right now he's he's found what um, his niche is. So I'm really proud of him. My daughter lives in Arizona. And um, I miss her. But I know that that's where she belongs. And and she loves it over there.
2: And do you think do you feel like your relationship has evolved since you've had more time to kind of become who you are like that you're an example in that this way?
0: Yes, because um, I know when my my son was like fifteen, maybe fourteen to sixteen. uh we we almost, you know, we we talked, but it was we we kind of had the challenging time, and then it happened too with my daughter her senior year. And when you're going through that, I, well, I'm I'm going to say myself when I was going through that, I felt that it would never end. I felt like that was the end of it. Um, I thought, oh my gosh, they don't need me anymore. You know, their lives have gone on without me, but what happened was they were becoming who they were supposed to be. And I think I was becoming also too. And so we, now, now we all communicate so well and, and, um, we're having a good time now as, as adults, all of us. And I really enjoy that.
2: Yeah. We start becoming friends and, and we and and we learn from each other, and I think from younger people, like we're going to discuss this on this podcast, and what are what we're learning, and how we're modeling, and how we're seeing. I mean, I know you're doing it, both of you, on social media platforms, and Mary Jane, even meeting Glorious Broads in person. So it is a in person feeling of like how we are empowering ourselves through new connections and through openings, and yeah. I mean, you got you two inspired me. I, I had gotten on TikTok. I think two weeks ago, but hadn't done a darn thing about it. But I saw both Mel and Mary Jane like, okay, hey. they're brave. I can, do. <laughs> I, can, I, I can do this. So I already want you to know how much you already both helped me. And I think mm-hmm. that's the idea that we lift, we're trying to lift women. I think all of us have that in our mission on some level. So I wonder like, I wonder how, um, yeah, I'd love you to guys to chat together. Mary Jane, if you want to ask something, go ahead to Mel.
3: Yeah. Oh you know what I wanted to say to both of you because you're both mothers you are as well um I, we can... I love meeting conscious aware liberated women raising sons it's just so you know you feel assured that the next generation will be good men you know i i am a great auntie but okay. <laughs> i am not a son but i think i think we we need to work on our men so that they're more respectful to women so that all of the shit that's gone down with the me too movement movement doesn't happen. So I meet two women like you and I feel, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: you know, I'm going to explain one situation. My son is very conservative. He's um, mm. we're totally opposite, but I don't try to, we don't try to bring each other, you know, but, he attended a um, a rally here in town that was a, at an abortion clinic. And he was with, you know, and they were peaceful. But I didn't know it was happening until he came home. And I said, wait, you you don't know. You, you know, you're thinking that abortion is just, you know, just one. And And so once I explained that there's so many variables that come into a woman attending, uh, Planned Parenthood. It's, it's, you know, and I brought all of these variables, these options that these women have to him. And I, I didn't, I didn't approach him with, you know, don't do that again. I approached him with the truth and what's real and what I went through. Yes. Uh, I had a miscarriage with, uh, my third child. And once I talked to him about everything, it changed his perspective. beautiful that that was such a learning experience for me because I realized at that point okay he's a grown man he's going to make his choices I'm a grown woman I'm gonna you know he's not gonna he's not going to influence me but we speak to each other with a sense of truth and and I, I feel that as a mom I could have approached it so differently and you know a resentment could have been you know the result of it and it wasn't and and he never went back to, the, to uh, the I was happy about that. Oh, wow. You've, you've, you've just warmed my heart.
2: It's like, exactly. We are so othering we, as women to be role models, even as badass, to be badass, but soft and loving. Yeah, and for yes. men to know that we can do that. So I have, I have stories of my own son, too. I have two boys and a girl. My youngest was righteous as could be all the way through high school. We clashed and we clashed and we clashed. And he mm. went away and then came back with like more appreciation as each year went on of what other families have compared to what he's always had. And then as he was home the last few years, which is why we call it the open nest, because he did his master's in finance from home and now he's applying for law school. He started meditating with me, eating mindfully with me and softening his loving, hugging, embrace in a way that is listening. That even if his, he wants to be a lawyer because he likes to challenge brains, but his heart in the way he listens to me now, has, has mm-hmm. so. Thank you, Mary Jane, for even saying this. I I hadn't even <laughs> discussed this so much on the podcast with my as my son, but it's it is the most. It's actually been my biggest COVID gift because mm-hmm. I've had him home for the last few years, mm-hmm. and that's my youngest. So it is. It's a matter of being adaptable and being open, and I and I think. So, so some of your messaging I do want to talk about and I know that Mel told me a great story about the teachers in her school uh, and not and and, and that since the two of you are so good with tech I actually do want to address this because so many older women our age are so fearful of it yeah. and or, or will make excuses so I'm so curious how both of you, you know Mary Jane if you want to start I know Mel's story a little bit some of that background but anything that what inspired you to just go for it with social media and not have fear for yourself how did that evolve?
3: Well, I'm going to be honest. I've been thinking a lot of what could I do with TT? What could I do with TikTok that would really be unique? And I I work with a young woman, um, not on a full-time basis, but she was throwing me ideas that were already out there that were a little bit more... Uh, a fad. And I do these interviews on my website, but they're long interviews. I can write something for five, I could be a 5,000 word piece and nobody's going to make me cut it. (laughs) But I realized I could just ask them, uh, women on the streets, just 10 questions and see if I could edit it down to a fun little TikTok. And believe me, what I'm saying to you in a very long-winded way, was I was sitting on what could it be? What could I do? And I inherited just this, I only started in, in in August. I inherited this kick-ass young women, woman to work with me. I didn't do it alone. And 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 I got out there and we just started um clicking. The the girls loved it who we stopped on the street. I worked with a young woman who was very patient with me. She left about two months ago to go back to school. And you know what? It's really not hard, but I did need the handholding. I guess that's what I'm saying to you. If you need the handholding, it's okay. Yes. Um, I had been good on Instagram. Instagram is like mini storytelling. I'm, I'm fine at that. But TikTok, I was afraid of. And this young woman would say to me, 11-year-olds do it. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a good reminder. Oh well, my I still God. have
2: fear, like, am I doing it right? Like, I just did a couple of things just to try something, because sometimes sometimes I think you just have to try something and then you tweak as you go, because I get very overwhelmed if I have to study something and get it all right. It just doesn't work in my brain. Mm-hmm. So stepping that, in. That,
3: yes, that's why I would I would really be kind to yourself. What yeah. do you want your story arc to be? Because you cover a lot. You know, what do you want your story arc to be? And finally, I hit it and I'm out there.
2: Awesome. I awesome.
3: can't wait to look at what you do, Mel, because I <laughs> haven't seen your TikTok. I, I did look at your Instagram.
0: Oh, I I started on Facebook and yeah. um, I had written a blog for, I, I promised myself to write for at least 30 minutes and do a blog for a year. And I did that and I felt once I, I, I read it and I was like, Who's even looking at it? I had 14 followers, two that have died, three that, you know, and and it was on time. He just made me spit out my very expensive cappuccino. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of my most, you know, I loved him. He followed me and I went to college with him and he passed away. And I was going, I was, I wrote it in type pad. So that tells you how (laughs) dated that was, right? (laughs) And so I wrote it in type pad, but I enjoyed it. I went to Spain and when I was over there, I was still writing and, and I thought, who's even reading this, you know? And so um, I went to, I was on Facebook the whole, you know, when Facebook started, I was there, but Facebook always seemed like, like with family and, and, and everything was, you had to clean it up. You couldn't, you couldn't share true feelings. And so, like, yeah, it's like what you want people to see. It was like, you know, yeah that's it and then Instagram you have to be polished on Instagram and I was like what is you know and then finally everyone's like you can't get on TikTok because you know you're too old or you can't yeah. get on TikTok you you know you don't even know what to say and I'm like well hell, I'm going to, to TikTok yeah. who are you people right it's <laughs> nice so i started uh we went on a trip to phoenix and on the i made a four part over there and then i was i was looking at it now and, and do you remember when that song um holy spirit activate that that holy that whole yes, song yeah, was I going. Remember. i love that song and i i was singing it everywhere but not at tiktok i was just i love that song and and that's when i started and then i thought i can't i'm not gonna sing i'm not i i but i did i started out with the lip syncing But now my stuff is, I I guess I'm, I'm more, I'm fearless, but I'm still, I'm a little bit afraid. And in fact, that was something I talked about yesterday. Yes, I'm afraid, but I'm going to do it, but I'm going to embrace fear and bring fear along with me. And, and that's been working. It's been working for me. And that's with everything because I used to freeze with fear it used to stop things that i wanted to do and now yeah, i'm like
3: through know. that yeah. this just is just the advantage, advantage of getting older definitely yes, yeah we less fear
2: we say come on for the ride we're here together yeah. anyway might as <laughs> well true. make the best of it
0: yeah hop on let's <laughs> go
2: you, you mentioned also something that your that your co-teachers that were much younger when you sat at tables with were surprised by their or they, they were they you know that you weren't asking them for help which i think was a great story if you want to just retell that
0: yeah, it was funny because I there were we were a team of six, and in that team, uh, there was a boomer, and two, and and she was the boomer that would not evolve. Okay, mm-hmm. there's there's boomers that were like, come on, girl, and we all have a great time, but this lady was like, she we we were given laptops, and she would just shut her laptop with new technolo- ne- technology or new curriculum. No, no, and she would refuse, and I noticed that the the two millennials that were there were ready to teach us, but they wanted to teach us to bring us along. She didn't want that. She wanted you to take her laptop and do it for her. Oh, yeah. And she was the worst kind of, just individual to work with. But I got frustrated with the younger teachers um, wanting to dismiss the older teachers. They... They felt that we were not going to come along. I was ready to always learn all the time. Yeah, yeah. But, and so these two, these two millennials, we weren't getting along. And mm-hmm. I was ready to leave that school to go to a different school. And then one night I thought, there's probably millenn- millennials at that school too. So I was like, I'm going to stay and I'm going to eat with these two girls. Ah. And I did I we because one would go to lunch, then it was my turn, and then the other. So we had a good eh, about 20 minutes that we would share. And so because I was already eating in my room. I was already isolating, becoming invisible. And so I just showed up. I showed up in the lounge. I sat with them and good. and you know they started not not sitting there teaching me, but I felt more comfortable asking them for advice. They were in turn seeking out knowledge about how things used to be as far as curriculum and and procedures. And we sat there in those 20 minutes, um, I'm gonna say for a good six months, were such a vital part of me continuing uh, and not wanting to quit teaching earlier or go on to another campus. And they, I'm not saying we were the best of friends, but I'm saying I was able to embrace other millennials Coming into my realm and and being part of something good and something new, mm, mm, mm. yeah,
2: wonderful. Amen to that yeah. because that's yeah. that's the thing. Instead of aging as a definition, I mean, aging is is as an ageful thing to do that we celebrate yeah. and we can we can connect with all ages based on interests and not based yes. on age. So yes. that's what I was going to talk about. With I know Mary Jane has been doing a lot of work with that with. How am I getting my message out and how are Gen Zers even responding? So you want to talk about that for a bit, Mary Jane?
3: Uh, sure. And, and in fact, it's a kind of similar story to Mel's in that I have a newsletter and I, I had been putting it out um, monthly. I do very beautiful shoots of these women that I chose I choose to put a highlight yeah. on Um And this is the uh, the pieces are very long. I put it out anyway. And I always uh, always, in addition, have some useful little potpourri pieces in the newsletter anyway. But I looked at the numbers and in fact, nobody was opening up this newsletter, (laughs) maybe, you know. 500 people but not the reach that I wanted. My 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 website's great looking but it's not doing the job. So that's what TikTok opened up for me. Not only I I saw it was such an uh, an excellent opportunity to connect with these young women. It's all Gen Zs that I'm c- connecting with. And they're they're answering exactly what I wanted to do on TikTok, on this medium, which was to really uh, inspire these young kids about what it is, what it really is to get older. And I, I get real with them and uh, with, with the women that I talk to. And we talk about the good news and the bad news. So I guess what I'm saying is this is how I I am reaching out to that younger generation. Certainly not on, t- on Instagram. Instagram mm-hmm. is usually my own age or 40, but on TikTok, always the, the the young girls and it's yeah. fabulous
2: and you're set, you know and, and you and this is where you're really setting an example for them to look ahead without dread and yes. this is what we all I think can are are, are 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 in our own ways showing that openings are what is possible like getting and embracing it all embracing yes it all.
3: embracing it all there was something I put out the other day a very funny lady a friend of mine and I I asked her um did you lose your libido during menopause? And she said, "Absolutely yes." <laughs> and so the girls were saying, "It's true. You do stare yes. away." And we had this, you know, fantastic discussion about ways around it, and there are ways around it, and uh, or maybe they're not. But it opened up discussion. These young women didn't know anything about it. It's it's been very interesting ride. Yeah. And menopause.
2: You, talk, have you, have you had have oh. you talked about menopause when you're in any of your podcasts, Mel? I don't know if I didn't look at all, all of them, but we're, we're starting to.
0: I have, but um recent not talking about menopause was the worst thing. Uh, I was thinking and I think that was oh it was a few months ago, but that was one uh episode because I, I kept putting it off. You know, I was having all of these issues, and and then finally I went to the doctor and it was stuff was going on but um i recently um was doing a series on loneliness i did i did suffer from loneliness w- once i retired once i retired i realized i was at home you know husband went back to work everyone was gone and i realized i didn't have a thousand students in a school i didn't have 150 faculty members that i could see at any time I didn't have all these parents, you know, and grandparents around me that were calling me. It was over. It was, it was done. I was alone. And, and that's when I did seek out there. I I go to Pilates every day. I go to club Pilates, but you know, you walk in, hi, how are you doing? Lay down, you get up, bye. See you tomorrow. And that was it. There were Mm -hmm. no relationships. And started going to a senior center here in town. And I have met women from, you know, 50 to 90 and we have so much fun and it's and it's funny because um you think you've heard it all and then you're talking to a 60 year old and then you talk to a 70 70 year old and it's like a different perspective and then you talk to someone in her 80s and it's like oh my gosh it's like so you hear all of these perspectives on the same topic yeah and it's you know, I, I mentioned this to my friend Carrie uh, yesterday. I was I'm gonna talk to these two amazing women and and she said, and don't forget to mention that the great thing about having sex at this age is you don't get pregnant. I was <laughs> like, Okay, I'll mention that. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I Love talk that. about sex a lot in this a podcast. <laughs> and so the idea is that not just that, uh I mean people might have heard just what Mary Jane said, the libido, but there's so many new ways to be sexual and sensual and the more authentic we are to be able to show up fully in how we want to be that it really becomes it 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 really becomes in a beautiful exploration so after Absolutely. menopause we don't have to figure out based on just and also it's so nuanced i mean i will recommend for anyone the um the menopause manifesto by jen gunther i think that's the last name I didn't oh yeah a, she's great a I fabulous book because all the nuanced issues of menopause are so important for us to know medically, but there's no one way to define it. And it's enough no. of like limiting it to so that. It means this, it doesn't mean anything except no. there's a transition as a woman period. And mm-hmm. we have to look at it with ways to look, go around it the way we always have and go over it and under it and look right at it. And by saying, this is, this is how I'm feeling. And this is okay. And what else can I do? Just like, as we age, what can i do what else can i do how can i embrace what's going on here even if i feel vulnerable or alone and thank you mel for bringing that up um you know retirement or different stages of life can make us feel alone but let's talk about sex for a minute because i know mary jane has these five women she's done a so kind of a right like a tv teaser with uh about uh, yes
3: yes i i fi- i filmed it in october and uh we did a uh my partner is a fabulous young man a gay man and um we just connect about this idea that you never lose your sensuality should you choose to uh, so we had women that ranged from fifty to eighty-six. Uh, four of them are very actively involved in sec- in their sexuality, and one chose to not be. My idea is to, uh, A, it's entertaining as hell to hear these women talk in detail about their sex life. And I don't mean lurid detail. I mean, asking women in their 70s, like, what is sex like? What is it like? Are you still lubricated? Is it just one man? Have you opened up your circles at this point? Have you changed your sexual sexual interests? And one of them has. I'm just so curious about it. So we got we filmed it over in October. We're editing it down now. I'm telling you, it's a great sizzle. And I would definitely would be interested in seeing it. I see it more as like a seven episode one season. It would be well. well okay. Give
2: us, give us some of the, give us some of the, yeah. the, sizzle. I mean, so, so what changed for the woman who, who, too changed her? I mean, I, I bring on guests that talk about, you know, anal and penetration and, 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 and tri- you know, trios and polyamory. So I, I mean, and the idea that we can be open in so many ways. So what, yeah. what were uh, you surprised by, Mary Jane? What, what specifically? Well, sizzle.
3: I, I just saw this young, uh, this woman yesterday. Um, I think one of the best. Quotes was a, a trans woman, and she uh, she changed over when she was about twenty five. But she just had the operation done for her for her bottom area. And I had no intention of asking her that because it's her business. But she chose to talk about the difference in her sexuality since she now has a vulva and did not. And I I did ask her about, well, what is it like to have an orgasm as a man versus an orgasm as a woman?
0: Wow. Juicy.
3: And she was so open and excited to be saying, as a man, she's also very funny. As a man, it's more like a torpedo. But as a woman, you're a waterfall. (gasps) Oh my god. I found your girlfriend. It's <laughs> filled with uh, with 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 quotes like this. And so it's not just meant to be entertaining. My jaw was open mm-hmm. with, with the kind of people we were talking to, including the women who woman who um a uh, very very successful woman but she did have a problem with alcohol and she gave up everything every, everything in her life. Men, alcohol, uh food meaning she had an addiction she was addicted personality Mm -hmm. and it was interesting to how hear her say look i live on toys and i'm perfectly happy to not give a shit about having the 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 um intrusion of a man in my life very interesting to hear that point of view
2: many women live with toys because many yes Many because there's so many more women than men and, and and obviously young women learning about it on campus even. I mean, when we learn ourselves, I believe also from the energetic and sensual perspective, we understand the softness of our beings as well. So I think it the, the more attention we can give to whatever we want to experiment with and sex, love and goop teaches you about the erotic blueprint on Netflix. If anybody hasn't seen that, I've always I did it.
3: say it. I, I thought, thought it was sex, very good.
2: Love. Yeah. So it's a way for us to realize that there are many ways for us to be sexual and erotic and notice that. So so I'll ask you, I mean, anybody that either of you who wanted to, to talk about it. I mean, my sex life has gotten sometimes richer in my 50s and 60s, and then sometimes just slower. Like I feel like I can go through the wave with acceptance of what I'm going through with a yeah. lot more ease. So sometimes Mm-mm. I'm at this frenetic height of wanting it like really intense sex. And other times I just want to have this more sensual time with myself or with some or with a new, for me, a new man, because we are in an open relationship. But I'd right. be curious about you. I know, Mary Jane, you have a partner and Mel, you have a husband. What what you feel like it's changed? What, how has sex changed for you over the years?
0: You want to go? Uh, first? I'll, I'll go first. Um, I noticed that when i was struggling with that the whole menopause taking over too much of me physically things slowed down but my husband was awesome he was you know like let's find out what's going on and i'm thinking now he probably wanted to know what was going on so we could fix it so we could continue
1: okay. <laughs> so sure.
0: that was yeah <laughs> for sure oh yeah but now everything is you know everything's great and i noticed like you did say you know they, when it's high, you know, and, and then when it's a slowdown, it's a slowdown, but, but we are still sensual. I know that sensuality is, has always been part of our, excuse me, a part of our relationship, but it's funny. We have a, a secret code now when the house is empty, um, hilt, you know, like because my son is here a lot and, and it's like, he leaves ah. and it's like, so when are you coming back? You know? And, and he'll be like, Oh, I'll be back after three 30 or we're like, mm-hmm. okay. And so I'm like scrambling around getting the dogs situated. So they'll, you know, they'll be in a room and not be scratching on the door. I'm like, okay, it's time. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and he, he knows that it's like, you know, so <laughs> she's pointing to her watch but, like carving out the time we have the time now let's do that take the time <laughs> and it's funny because it, it's not we're not like huh no one's lost on any of the cues the cues are there and we're both we know it's like we're both ready have you so,
2: explored anything new as you've gotten older or had
0: more time when kids weren't home or when they're not home the only thing we were very basic for many years and I've noticed recently we've been able just with ourselves to take chances on um, a new position and then talking about it where before it's like you know when you try something and then you're like you know like if it doesn't work you don't want to talk about it or it turns into an argument that's happened before but now it's like recently we we tried something different and um I'm like I'm like oh well, and I asked him, "Why'd you stop?" And he's like, "Why?" And I'm like, "No, keep going." And he's like, "Okay, you know where?" And and it and we need to. I know that we enjoy new things, but we also enjoy talking about them. And it is along the way where we hadn't done that before.
2: Wow, that's beautiful. It's true. We <laughs> reinforce it by talking about it. I love hearing that, and it's mm-hmm. such an openness to be able to say that. That that we just don't know it all. And we're able to kind of just keep having fun. I mean, really, yeah. is yes. that the benefit of age? Like we mm-hmm. don't have to care so much. And, and, no. people, and we want to be an example that younger people don't have to care so much to do it right or do it the same. Right.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> so, yes. Mary
2: Jane, what about your sex life?
3: Well, you know, I was just thinking about the importance of desire. I think that's why I wanted to do this, this possible television. It is desire that we have the right to still keep desire in our lives. My background is probably pretty different from both of you. I, I was, uh, I came of, of to, I became my sexual life um erupted in the 60s and I never got married I um, had a lot of boyfriends um, and I also had a lot of girlfriends so I had a bisexual past and um, I would stay with someone for about you know certainly for six years Um, but what happened to me was during menopause I went dry and I enjoyed the time off (laughs) I really enjoyed the time off. Maybe it was like three, three years. And then I I turned 59 and my faucet was full on again. Um, (laughs) This man uh, who I'm with now, um, it may sound strange, but this man, I met him as a friend first. And we didn't have, I don't know if he would feel this way, but I did not have the chemical reaction to him at first. He's not my type but he's the most beautiful man that I've ever been with. And recently we had a, a little, ta- uh, a little uh, moment uh, sexually and it was extra great. And I was really communicating with him later about it in a way that I've never done before. Perhaps because I'm at the point in my life that I like not only love the person I'm with, so this is my change, you know, instead of being a sexual, not maniac, but a very sexually promiscuous woman that I am not ashamed of, of my, of my count, but I met this beautiful, loving man, not my type physically, I really communicate with him, as a result, my sexual life is, um, it's, uh, it's blooming at the moment.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> So you have more desire. That's what you started with. So the desire can come with. Yes, the desire comes. Desire doesn't always come until we're aroused, and usually as our as our as our brain and our heart and our bodies become connected.
3: Yes, yes that's what's happening for me. Right? Yes, you put it really well. I'm seventy two now, and uh, you put it really well. Now my man is older, and it does have its problems. Uh, but he doesn't have that issue too much. But that is a new look. That's a new thing to deal with, ladies, when you get up there, is mm-hmm. that uh, the parts don't always work. So we work around this issue. <laughs> but we kind of make it, it's kind of a joke. But I love him. So I'll put up with that. Yeah. One of the that's women amazing. I
2: interviewed, the guest, Barbara Corellis, who does Urban Tantra in the city. She teaches that. And she's in her mid or late 60s already. I think she she mentions a book called A Hundred Things You Can Do With a Limp Dick. Ah, <laughs>
3: well. So you see, if somebody wanted even to look that, that book up. That's interesting. See, even, even that, I would have to be, have patience for it because I don't have the patience for it. I want a good pounding. All right, I said it. <laughs> and he knows that. So uh, we work around that. But I have heard about this woman, Barbara, uh, and, and I, I, I should look into her.
2: Oh, she's amazing. I went to not just her for seminars. me, but,
3: you know, for my readers. Yeah. Yeah. The open yeah, asking for a a
2: So is there anything else that we can before we close?
3: Well, COVID was a, a period of loss for me. I had a lot of my old friends move out of town. Uh, I'm I live in New New York City and I like a friend being down the street and we go have a cocktail or whatever. That moment has had ended. And um, I started um, pushing more to the glorious broads who I knew or who I am now meeting. And I opened up my repertoire of ages, (laughs) ages. Um, Mm -hmm. And and now two of my besties. One is 86, and the other one is 99. Another one is 35. In other words, um, I'm no longer looking for lifetime friendships because they vary anyway. Uh, I am now looking, and I'm stealing a Jane Fonda line, but she said that the women that she's now attracted to keep her spine straight. (laughs) Uh And what that means to me is like, you push me. And those Ooh. are the women who I'm attracted to, including that 35-year-old who's another bestie. She is something else. Um, so that's, I have found you, you can make good friends when you're later in life.
2: Mm-hmm. I guess the question is how much you can rely on them because as women outlive men, I do think that those circles become more important and and that we don't have to ask for them to be lifelong friends. I'm I'm I do feel fortunate that I have lifelong friends. Yeah. And yet I do think that I continue to meet people that maybe people come into our lives for a reason, a season yes. or a lifetime. And not yeah. knowing but but being open to what what they are yes. here for is a form of friendship. So I love that you both kind of put it in different framing for us because nothing is right or wrong and let people hear that we all have new, have ways to experience what we can open up to. Uh Mm -hmm. That's the essence of how we see ourselves anew when we not just become in our own body and connection, we actually are open to how we are, how we show our, how we're showing up. Yes.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I agree.
2: So are there any other last things that either of you would like to make sure we talk about because we're going to close in the next few minutes? Um, that you think would be helpful for people at this stage of life that are in transition, that are, that are especially women who may be probably listening to this the most, that's most of our audience. And yet by, by this time, I don't know how many men are going to hang in there. So women, we're really talking to the women that are, that are coming into this stage of life that is older and wiser and bolder and, and, and just more genuine in who they are and any messages you'd like to leave for them.
3: Well, this is also based on what you said, Mel, and it's definitely based on my life. Um, I had worked at ARP for a couple of years, um, and we did a lot of stories of, you know, I was a banker and now I'm a baker. Um, And it sounded easy. It is not easy to make the transition and i'm just saying that to all of you out it's not easy you suffered from a loneliness at first mel and i suffered from i was the bomb oh everyone wants to see me and suddenly my phone is not ringing and mm-hmm. i had to get used to writing is an alone project yes. um, so it's a resilience that we all have to really build um and be, you know, imaginative in your choices, but it will, it will not be easy. And um, there is, it's, it's, it's going to be a gem of a life, but you have to stick with it. Yeah. I like that.
0: You know, and with that resilience, we have to learn that we're never alone. We feel that what we're going through, whatever it is that, oh, no one's going to understand this or no one knows my pain. All you have to do is look up. People have been through what you've been. Yes. Through. You're not alone. Yes. You're not the first one and the, you're not going to be the last one. So when you feel that you need a little help, a little listening or a little guidance, you just got to reach out just a little bit. Someone out there knows exactly what you're going through.
3: Well, I, I, I love that because it reminded me of a group that I had been a part of uh, during COVID. I was, I, I was living in the country after a, a breakup. It's a, it was wonderful to move in with somebody during COVID and find out in two weeks, there was no way you were going to continue this relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so I moved to the country to a sweet little cottage and I joined a group with Elizabeth White and you know who the uh, she's an author, and you I know who she's, right? I do, yeah. And uh, with um, Ashton, Ashton is it Applegate? I do know, Apple White. Apple White. She's a,
2: she's a, she's a pro age like she's yes. an ageism. She's really yes a,
3: a brilliant <laughs> woman, and Marianne Alda, and a couple of other really interesting men and women. Men men were allowed in, but it was to. It was, we were all in the same position, trying to create something new at at this point in our lives, which is mostly, most of us were over 50 or over 60. And to have that camaraderie, just what you were talking about, Mel, so important. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard and you need each other uh, and reach out. Yeah.
2: Wonderful. So each of you, Mm -hmm. why don't you also give us a verbal way it'll be in our blog and in our podcast notes, but Mel, how how can people reach you and find you on all your social media? What is the best way to reach you?
0: Uh, The best way, email, would be pastlevel50 at yahoo.com for like a more private uh, question or uh, whatever you need on that. TikTok, I'm there every day. I I, uh, check it. I'm on it. I love to under reply. what, under what title is that for TikTok? Mel, it's uh, Melissa past level 50. But if you look up Mel, the podcaster on oh. past levels on uh, TikTok, it's right there. Oh. I come out with Mel, the podcaster and I'm also on Instagram, I but my Instagram is is becoming more meshed with my TikTok. So I like the video and then I'll just put it on Instagram. Um, I still have a Facebook I do it now because the people from the retirement center hang out in Facebook, so I I've revisited Facebook. So, but mainly TikTok. If you need to find me, Mel the podcaster,
2: uh-huh. Mel the podcaster, and Mary Jane, how can people find you? Glorious broads everywhere.
3: Uh, yes, I, I I'm on Facebook, but really half-hearted, and you can see I'm half-hearted about it. Uh, but I'm all over Instagram. Uh, glorious broads. I'm I'm on TikTok. Same thing. Glorious broads. And um, my website is Glorious (laughs) broads. So uh, my email is MJ at Glorious broads. So it's pretty consistent. And by all means, DM me.
2: Anything anything you'd like to to tell tell people that's coming up for you that you're excited about? Either of you?
3: Yeah. I want to talk about my television series.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I am very excited.
3: Yes, yes. And that's one uh, about women over 50. We haven't even named it yet, but we are going to be shopping it in the spring and I'm pretty excited about it.
1: Yeah,
3: That's amazing.
2: What's coming up for you, Mel? What are you excited about?
0: Well, I'm, uh, I'm part of a group called Naked Onion Mystery Tours. And uh, we are revamping a little bit. There's four of us. We are like um, the best friends you didn't have growing up. And um we're we're four women, four different time zones. We we are very much alike, but so different. It's, and um, I don't know. I think it's it's taking a life of its own in twenty twenty three. So naked onion mystery tours.
2: Oh, where would
0: we
3: find uh, that if we Googled it? Where is it Instagram at this point?
0: You can. It, it's we're not uh, video yet. We're still um, in the podcast. oh okay yeah you can find us on spotify and anywhere you would but she's we um our producer edith has her TikTok and we we do we've been doing a lot of lives till the end of the year and then in january we wanted to start a few more like different types of episodes um but our past episodes i recommend listening to in the car like listening and it sounds like these women like we're in the car with you because it's just like constant it's it's really cool it's a good experience great
2: well this was fun because it was a very like loose discussion too yeah sometimes make it more structured and i i love doing it this way and i loved meeting both of you so thank you so much for your time today thank Mm -hmm. you for having me yes it was wonderful i really appreciate
3: it it
1: Amazing. These two are sounding like they are almost like partners in what they do. They have such a similar, I guess, uh, outlook on everything, and uh, specifically, the less to fear as time is less ahead.
2: There's less to fear as there's less time ahead. That that Mary Jane said. Yeah, I, and and it, it causes us to be more bold, and it's not just for women. So the idea is you've said often you know like this is the time I really want if I don't go for it now and that's how I feel about the the women I mean even attracting these women and the many new people I've brought into my life our lives I feel like what I love that quote from Jane Fonda: "The women I attract help me keep my spine straight." I mean, that's the resilience and the. I, I can say that embrace. too. The woman that I attract <laughs> keep my spine straight. <laughs> Why? Because I, <laughs> is that a sexual <laughs> thing? I don't know. Do they yeah. keep you? No, I, I don't have, know if they could do that, but that's very funny.
1: Okay, well, I'm just uh, saying that it can go for that's me too. That's
2: good. <laughs> so, so I love how this this covered a lot of territory, and even as an open nester, how Mel talked about having this the way of speaking to her son from love and truth that that helped bridge gaps and and I think it was such a beautiful beginning to listen to again
1: oh you're going so fast I was still want to talk about the less to fear as time Sorry. is less <laughs> time ahead but you go <laughs> ahead and finish your sentence and then uh, let me know when I can Oh, uh,
2: usually you're the one interrupting so this is actually kind of gets me happy that I can get back to what I wanted we can talk about this less to hear less to fear as there's less time and I think that has to do with everything and the way we approach it. So if she communicated just to tie that in from this place of truth with her son and we can communicate from our place of authenticity with kindness and love, for me that's still the idea of going for our lives and being fully in. They, they tie together to me.
1: Yeah, I mean it's still going to uh, die with memories, not regrets. So you really need to go toward uh, not being afraid anymore. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm going to go do skydiving tomorrow uh, just because I'm aging or getting older, but it means that if you really want to go for something, there's no time uh, to start being feared. Your fear has to really be reduced and minimized. And I get that. Or just I get that.
2: awareness, creating the tools and the resources that support and sustain our transition, yeah. which It doesn't mean being about, yeah. reckless. No, I mean, it means what do we really want? So going for those things now that that have always been in us. It doesn't mean you're going to ever jump which from mean, a plane. Which <laughs> means it's,
1: mean it's time to do it now. I have been waiting long enough. I think so. To start this uh, yogurt that I always wanted to. I mean, these kind of things. I mean, being sure. entrepreneur or whatever that is. Is sure. that's what she means?
2: It's everything. It's absolutely not too late to start anything. So I okay. think... I, I wouldn't even want to limit that statement because the sky is the limit, right? I mean, so what are some examples for you that you feel like that that statement Look, resonated you? I ain't going
1: st- to start medical school right now. I mean, that's in the seven, is eight it, years Is it of, your
2: dream to be a doctor that no, you are No, but okay. maybe
1: one of my regrets, but maybe one of the uh, things that I could have done. But, you know, even though I wanted to and I maybe still want to, I ain't going to start one, becoming a doctor right now. So... It's, uh, I understand what you're saying, uh, it is uh, less to fear as there is less time. And I get that. I get that from the aging standpoint of you.
2: And, and this idea that we are an example, because I see, I think we step up into our best, and that's why these this example of these women getting so public, and, and even us doing this podcast and, and being examples for our kids, we want to say, this is going for something new out of our comfort zone if it's something we really want is a really important time to notice and and find the support in different communities in order to do that whatever it is from a sport to hiking to biking to sexuality to exploration to spirituality to businesses to careers to going back to school that you can do so i think all of those are included in that
1: okay i mean everybody has to choose whatever the priorities for them right
2: Absolutely.
1: Okay, and I want to touch on something else. Uh, Both of them talked about uh, being tech-savvy, and they are tech-savvy, and uh, a lot of people think that if you age, you know, you should uh, know less about technology or let the younger generation uh, help you or teach you, whatever that is. But, you know, we are, as we are getting older, we really need to... Make sure that we are up on those kind of things. we up on the technology simply because we do need to and also keeps us sharp.
2: Look, you're amazing having created this, be able to do the sound engineer on this. It's a new skill for you and in your business. I see you learning new software. I, I mean, I don't have, and you have a, your brain loves to be challenged. So you actually like to learn that stuff. And I just think different people are different. We have to find a minimum of what we need to do to use that. In technology, right? Of what we want to convey, and being challenged, I have women friends that are like they're going to know every bit of new technology. It's never been my excitement, so I'll do the best I can. Is kind of where I and I and I will continue to learn. No,
1: there's no, there's no right or wrong. There's no, uh, you know, you should do because you are that age or or that old. And I think that everybody will need to adopt technology as they needed to their day-to-day life.
2: Amen to that.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, speaking of technology, we want to invite you to visit The Open esters website. There's a lot of uh, a lot of good information. All the episodes that uh, we have uh, broadcasted before three seasons. We are now at season three, by the way. We'd love you to come to theopenesters.com That that the open double N in the middle, S at the end. We love to hear from you.
2: And we had a friendship series which I did. I didn't mention, but I did talk to them a little bit about friends in this episode. If you enjoyed learning about friendships, we had a nine-part friendship series that you could find on the Open Nesters, as well as as well as on every podcast platform, major podcast platforms. You could find us, so please do subscribe and and comment and get into our close Facebook group, The Open Nesters. Follow us on Instagram. I did open a TikTok haven't i went away on vacation and definitely didn't get back on it but i will soon so so watch out watch out for i know that you've been wondering (laughs) what she's doing out there
1: no tic-tac for a while though
2: no tiki no tucky
1: anyway this is amir
2: and this is tessa
1: and we will see you on the next episode
0: ciao You have been listening to The Open Nesters podcast, a production of Kiwi Publishing and Media. Executive Producer, Tessa Crone. Music by Yoni Avi Patat. Audio Engineering by Lucid Sound. Web Design and Blogs, PJ Ewing. This podcast is available on all podcast platforms. To learn more about each episode and guest, please visit us at theopennesters.com. For questions or to be a guest on our podcast, email tessa at theopennesters.com.